0: Let's get into the first term and dissect it accordingly. And let's begin with the opening bounce. Now, what did we what did we make of that moment? Oh, it was a bit anticlimactic, oh, wasn't it? Yes. It's so tough, isn't it? Because you I mean, the tradition so, states that we have the bounce, but so when that happens, it's just it really takes the So air clearly out of your I
1: would assume that whoever bounced the ball was the best bouncer of the four chosen for the grand final. So the question becomes You always think, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like when we talk about the bounce, like the worst thing that if we have to risk, do we want that? Do we want to risk that as opposed to just throw it up? Yeah, it's. I've always liked the bounce at least to start the game. Yet that's when, and then throw it up the rest of the game. But come grand final day, we can't have that, can we?
0: It's tough. It's nerve-wracking for the umpire. What do you think?
1: I know. I don't um, feel for him because it's a bloody tough ask.
0: I mean, just in an ideal world, they'd bounce it and it would be a good bounce but, and we wouldn't be talking about that's this. That's
1: right, but we can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the way
2: that the time comes off the clock when they do a bad bounce. I think they should reset the time because you might say it's only two or three seconds, yeah. but if there's three or four of them a game in a tight match, I'd be resetting and, the clock.
1: And the question is, I would ask in favour of the umpires, look, Ray Chamberlain, who was a very good decision-maker, wasn't able to umpire in the finals because of that. Therefore, should we just make it easier for the umpires? Because I imagine there's a level of stress and anxiety that comes with bouncing the ball. Should we? Is the bounce so valuable that we need to keep it as opposed to just to throw it up get on with it what do you
2: think this might be Andrew Dillon's biggest legacy because it is going to be a talking point for umpires in the game moving forward but speaking of the game the first goal was always going to be a big moment whether it was Mm. Brisbane or Collingwood and it was Collingwood's most effervescent (laughs) most dangerous young player Nick Dacos Cox knocks it down Dacos was he caught high Nick claims he
3: was umpire says yes he's become arguably the biggest story of the season Nick Dacos and he kicks the opening goal Of the twenty twenty three AFL grand final and they come from
2: everywhere. It was a good moment given what he's had to endure with his injuries, and it was a free kick that was given. And I thought that there was some free kicks given exactly like that, and some free kicks missed. It's a really gray area when the player either shrugs or ducks his head for a, a too high.
1: So for me, Zorko went to ground ducked yep. and yep. didn't get a free kick which mm. I was happy with but then there was one I f- can't recall a Collingwood player very similar shortly after that did a similar thing yet was given a free kick Mason
2: Cox did on the wing
1: yeah I, I didn't have a problem with that one yeah I thought Nix was probably there um, it's really tough for umpires because we know what players are trying to do yeah they'll go they go low very quickly and they'll lift their arm to try and slide the tackle high
0: I'll tell you what, though. I think the moment of the first term was reserved, I should say, for Zach Bailey. Mm. Wasn't this absolutely sensational? Oh,
3: Bailey saw that he played on, got across his boot. Danaher ran straight into Quaymore, Back to Bailey in the pocket. Ran himself into a dead end. Got out of it and kicked one of the great grand final goals. How good was that goal? Zach Bailey made the play all himself. A one-man show. And he's left them fighting in the back players. He just coolly walks away.
2: (laughs) That was an all-time grand final moment if Brisbane win. And it still is a great moment, even if – given they lost.
1: Goal of the year. Well it's up there. I don't know no, if it's around twenty. Is it better, up than, there. There. Is yeah, it better than
2: Will Ashcross, which his t- his teammate who yeah, got I given the goal of the year?
1: Regardless, it was an amazing moment and he kicked two in the first quarter, Zach Bailey. Yeah. And he looked he, he looked on the he looked right on the edge of taking the game, Yeah, like he did. kicking five or six, didn't he? And Charlie did at different times as well. Yeah. Which is a measure of how well Collingwood did to contain them in a sense.
2: Yeah, I, I looked at the first six minutes of the game, and Brisbane had zero inside 50s for the first six minutes. I thought, geez, this is all Collingwood.
1: 19 first quarter. Yeah,
2: was it 19-7, was it? But then the, the strength of the lines is they don't need many opportunities, do they? They kicked
1: three goals from seven entries. Yeah. They are efficient.
2: So, Lincoln McCarthy kicked another one as well. Um, I think the the Nathan Murphy head knock was a big moment as well, Sarah.
0: It was massive. And I think it was a bit confusing as well because at quarter time, he kind of came out to the huddle and he was talking to teammates and it looked like that he was right to go. Mm. But in the end, uh, he was ruled out I Well, he ruled himself out. He
2: ruled himself out because even though he passed the test, which he now believes that he's memorised the yeah, test. Yeah, that's a problem. It, he knew that he couldn't see Craig McRae clearly at quarter time. His was, vision was a bit dazed, so he ruled himself out. And he's had mm. a
0: fair few concussions
2: now. Yeah, he's had quite a few. Yeah. yeah. Early this season as well, at least a couple, but... Um, so that takes a lot of maturity to do that, given it's a grand final, but he knew that he wasn't 100% when he went for a run after quarter time.
0: So Patrick Lipinski comes on as the sub, and I thought he handled himself very well because he was demoted from mm. the starting side, but he came on and had his impact and played his role as well. I'll tell you what, there were just goals everywhere. We saw that Majercek goal early on. Can we talk on. about
2: to go, to go his goal after the quarter time siren? Well, this was a big moment. Mm. Let's listen.
0: Zorko had
3: to cannon in to make a contest with the Pies head numbers. Quainor up to the 50, Goey marks outside that arc. And the final moment of the opening term will be a shot after the siren. Backing him in here. Jordan mm. one. long range. Goey leaps into it, struck it, sweet, it flies and it flies home! A big game moment from a big occasion player. Jordan to go the ball burster, and Collingwood lead by ten points
0: at quarter time. As a
3: result,
1: never
0: in doubt from Jordan to But as you said, clutch Collingwood, and that was one of those
1: moments. Well, It was one of those moments as they were behind before uh, they were just in front before the kick. But it just took that out that bit further, um, and they just settled better, didn't they, mm. Collingwood? I thought the first two centre clearances. I reckon Brisbane had first possession. Yet there was a fumble and. Dunkley might have slipped over, ball spills, and Collingwood owned field position on the back of that. That's why they had the 19 inside, 50s to seven. You're right, they were lucky that they're so so dangerous up forward that just from seven entries, that was three goals for the Lions. Because I think most other teams, seven entries, they might net one goal from it. So yeah. it was that front half that were able to keep it in in it early, but certainly they settled well the pies.
2: So then the Lions came out in the second quarter and kicked the first two. The first was Charlie Cameron, who looked so energetic.
0: Well, do you know what was funny? Charlie Cameron hadn't touched the ball, and then at quarter time, the Lions fans started singing Country Road. Yeah. And it ignited Charlie. He just yeah. needed his theme song to get going.
2: It was awesome, wasn't it? And that theme song, it bled everywhere. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Charlie Cameron was always going to be dangerous at some point. He just had to make the most of his chances, and he did early. And then McCluggage kicked his. Bobby Hill kicked his second. But I loved Lincoln McCarthy's. And this call from Dwayne Russell is an absolute belter.
3: Maynard killed it with the fist, knocked it down to McCluggage, though. Hands it off to McCarthy from the pocket for the miracle shot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the great McCarthy. From the pocket, phenomenal goal.
2: And that was just the Brisbane Lions, wasn't it? They were kicking them, yeah. they were nailing them from everywhere at that point. And the game was going back and forth. And in the end, in the second quarter, there was 11 goals. It was the best quarter of football I've ever witnessed live.
0: It was just running absolutely hot, wasn't mm. it? There were goals coming from absolutely everywhere. And you were thinking, this might be the... High-scoring grand final, we've seen it Sometime It did, mm. didn't kind of go that way in the second half. Maybe the heat played a bit of a factor there. But what did you make of that second term? Because once again, Collingwood, just towards the end, they steadied, didn't they?
1: They did. It was such a dynamic quarter that it was impossible for them to keep that going. And you're right, a little bit of heat. But also, players start to tighten up. Mm. You know, we get closer to the end. Your decision-making, your ball use, you're less aggressive. Um, but the pies... That's right. I mean, it was really – the speed of both teams' forward half was the area that was able to trouble one another. If we looked at the second quarter, you had Hill, McCarthy heavily involved, Zach Bailey, although not scoring, kicked two in the first, and then you had Hill, uh, Jamie Elliott, also McCreary. So leg speed in the front half was so pivotal in this game because aside from Joe, no tall forward had any impact in the game. Yeah, I love that. And isn't it interesting, we always talk about the need to have – big key forwards win your big finals in September, Mm. when really, if you looked at yesterday's game, it was fleet of foot and the ground-level players in the front half that just tore it apart for both teams. I mean, the Norm Smith medalist, how often would you nominate going in a forward pocket, an an opportunistic-type player with really good leg speed in the biggest game of the year, setting it on fire, but he was simply outstanding. Well, Bobby Hill's moment was clearly the specky, but it was set up by a kick from Braid Maynard, inboard to
2: Jeremy Howe, a risky kick, Over the top to Bobby Hill, who took one of the great grand final marks, and this was his goal.
3: Heads long, goal square, Bobby Hill down there. Oh, he picked their pockets. He's got it. He shimmies, he shakes. He lost Leicester, and he tore it all. And listen...
2: It's an unbelievable moment, and I think Bobby Hill um, kicking four first half goals probably put elevates him to uh, a play that we never thought possible. He never kicked three goals in a game before, Sarah. Yeah, that he is kicked four incredible. and a half yeah. in a grand final.
0: And he dished a few off. I think he had eighteen disposals and nine score involvements. So mm. every second mm. disposal led to a score. So everything he touched, really, mm. yesterday turned to goal and gold, I should say, or, or goal. Yeah, as both well.
2: actually. Yeah. Um, and
0: when you think about his story, Bobby Hill, you know, he oh. came from the Giants. he previously tried to get away to Essendon. He overcame testicular cancer. He comes into Craig McRae's side and pretty much immediately squeezes out Jack Ginevan, who um, had to work his way back into the side and eventually did towards the end of the year. But to stand up like that in the biggest game of your career, it says something about what he's made of, doesn't
1: it, Scotty? Oh, it does. The pressure's at its greatest and he was able to stand up in a position that's really challenging. Like that forward pocket roll, apply pressure, lay tackles, hope that you can get on the end of one or two. But to kick four like that in the first half, when the game was at its hot, when the game was at its hottest, was uh, was outstanding. And he's been an incredibly good pickup by Collingwood mm. to identify that type of play, particularly when you had Ginnivan and Elliott there already. But uh, yeah, he squeezed Ginnivan out of that, and um, Ginnivan came into the side provided a little bit of impact at different times, but it was all about Hill and, to a lesser extent, Elliot.
2: So the audio we heard before was Bobby Hill's goal in the goal square. This was his specky and goal. Oh, no, we got a heart out. Sorry. We got it's a heart out, Tom. It's sorry, a new day. Apologies. <laughs> apologies. <laughs> That's been the
0: Saturday wrap for Werribee. I, Zuzu, Ute. We'll get into the rest <laughs> of the game after this. Maybe we'll hear that audio, Tom. I don't know. Sorry, I hear it.
2: <laughs>
3: You're listening to Crunch Time. Zito Power Tools. German design quality and innovation powering DIYers. All day, every day. Visit Berwick GWM Havel and test drive the GWM Canon CC. Part of the Berwick Motor Group.
0: Welcome back to Crunch Time for Ozito. Powering DIYers all day, every day at Bunnings. I'm just watching the final siren again Mm. from the grand final. Everyone going absolutely mental on the Collingwood bench. The Pies getting up by four points yesterday. Over the Lions, we've just been unpacking that first half. And, Tom, you were pretty eager (laughs) to get some audio. So eager you forgot we had a hard out. But how about you throw to it now with a bit more success?
2: This is Bobby Hill's specky and amazing goal. (laughs)
0: Al came running out of half-back to be the recipient. And without hesitation,
3: he kicks for Hill. Oh, he went over the top. He went up the mountain and came down a hill. Bobby to level it up. It's a stirring response from Collingwood.
2: How good?
0: Up the mountain and down the hill.
2: Yeah, I like that. It's very it, clever from uh, Jared. I love Speckies all the time, but Speckies on grand final day are just that extra bit special. And it gave Bobby Hill his fourth goal for the half. Um, and what was the score at half? Well, it was five five to six three in that second quarter. At halftime, nine nine to nine three. Yeah, incredible. And the the talk in the media box was was that the best half of football. It's up there. We've seen since the second half of the eighty nine grand final, and I can't comment on that because neither I was can I. Negative two. You can, Scotty. But yeah. I think the way the game is played now, yeah. to have it yes. so open, it, well, it makes it's, it so special.
1: If it's a handicap, you're right, because yeah. it's a handicap event and free-flowing football was more back, more of a thing back then. Mm. Uh, now, I would say that second quarter is as good a quarter as played in the grand final. I mean, back in 89, as a Geelong supporter, they, there was a mid-year game against... Uh, Geelong v Hawthorne and Princess Park. and It was about 25 goals apiece at the end. <laughs> yeah. Geelong were about seven, eight, nine goals <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So that could happen back then because it was much more open. Uh, but in terms of where the game's at now, the second quarter was simply outstanding. And 11 it, couldn't, it, goals. it couldn't stay like that, so that Sarah. It was 11 couldn't. goals. It had, it had to slow down, didn't it? Yeah.
0: And it did mm-hmm. in and that th-
1: third term. That's right. It had to. Mm. You couldn't play at that sort of breakneck speed under those conditions weather and that intensity, a grand final for four quarters.
0: So it was a bit of a tussle early, wasn't mm. it, in the third term, a little bit of a it stalemate. Yeah, yeah, It became
1: a game of chess. Yeah, yeah. No one wanted to give anything away. Uh, it just was a real arm wrestle in that third quarter. And I thought the
2: Collingwood chant was premature <laughs> about 10 minutes into the third quarter, given the Pies hadn't kicked a goal. And then McCluggage kicked the goal. And I felt like that was the moment where the Lions were going to kick away.
3: Sets his kick up for McCluggage who takes a fine mark with Markov closing on him. Oh and he'll get 50. McCluggage is getting a 50 against Markov. Hugh McCluggage from 45 outs He's met it He's got it
0: I thought it was a really mature performance from Hugh McCluggage yesterday. Yeah. I think at quarter time, he had just the one disposal. And in the end, what did he finish with here? I'm just having a look. 21-2. and two. That's a that's a pretty good performance in a grand final, Scotty.
1: Yeah, he had a, a very good game. Slow start. There's a lot of the mids, and we spoke about it. Look, Collingwood controlled the game early. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, two goals, Zach Bailey. Uh, Link McCarthy goal in that first quarter. Kept a minute in many ways. Eight scoring shots to three. So... He wasn't the only one. I thought Lockie Neal was very slow to get started in this game and never really got going apart from a brief period in the third quarter I had I thought he had some impact on the game. But McCluggage just built from that quarter and was very, very, very good player from then on to kick two goals and just his class because I thought... A lot of the time if we were to say, Well what hurt the Lions, their ball use. Yeah. Gave it back a lot. Yeah. And they gave that, it back a lot. And
2: there was some really clear mischances from the pies as well in this third quarter when they'd been so accurate in the first half. And same with the Lions. And for whatever reason well Was you,
0: it one goal six for the Pies one in six. the third term? Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, it was. Um and the game was on a knife's edge and at at some time at some,
1: some moments you thought both teams were gonna kick away and neither could. So who's the guy that kicks the goal in the third quarter for the pies? No Let's one from else him. one goal six. Bobby
3: Hill will open the angle. How no, he oh. worried. He lays it off to Pendlebury, who got loose in ball. One of the greatest of all magpies. 30 metres out. He's every bit back. Scott Pendlebury puts Collingwood back in front.
0: So two things there. Bobby Hill passing off. Yep. Another goal assist. assist score yeah. assist. And then Scott Pendlebury to have the composure to go back. I mean, the storylines around him and Steelside Bottom, the lone survivors from that 2010 flag 13 years ago, they both had their moments. Pendle's maybe took a little bit Mm. of time to get into the game, but I thought in that second half, really instrumental. I'll tell you what, they don't look like they're slowing down either player. Mm.
1: No. The toughest game of the year is the grand final, and they're at their oldest for obvious uh, reasons, but they're both brilliant. Only one... Player has had a bigger gap between premierships, really, and that's Joel Selwood. Is that his, right? His was fifteen years between oh seven, uh, sorry 09, 09 and last year Geelong went in oh nine. Yeah, they won twenty eleven. So they were thirteen, and the, well, they're, no, I think they might a have that. Gap. No, no, this no, is wrong. a bigger gap. This is a bigger yes, gap. This is a bigger yeah. gap. Yeah, yeah. A bigger gap. thirteen. So I the, think the graphic was wrong. The, the Pendles played his
2: 383rd game yesterday, which equals Robert Harvey, who's been a big mentor for him yeah. at Collingwood as an assistant coach. And it was interesting to listen to Craig McRae after the game say that Pendlebury um, got a PB for three different areas in the gym this week.
0: That's insane. At
2: the age of, what is he, 35 or 36? He's 35, yeah. Absolutely incredible um, that he's still playing the way he is. And it's, it shouldn't be surprising that as the game opens up, he gets better. Probably when it's at its hottest, it's Bit harder for him, but when it opens up and the clutch moments come, it's better. And he's on a on a podcast, the Jock and Jerno podcast with Jay Clark. And a few weeks ago, he was talking about how set shot kicking is his kryptonite. It's the one thing that he is probably not elite at compared to everything else. So to nail it in that moment, twenty seven minutes into the third quarter, was a huge moment. It was the only goal the Pies kicked for that mm-hmm. quarter, but it was an absolutely crucial one.
0: Absolutely crucial indeed. What did you say he's on three hundred and eighty three yeah, games? Yeah. So he's going to get to 400 comfortably. I guess yeah. the next question is, how far does he go? Well,
2: is he slowing down at all? He's probably 5% slower than what he was, but he's still yeah. easily good enough to be in the team. And yeah, as long no as he doubt. remains...
1: Um, I, I think his first half of the year was stronger than his second half. Yeah. Um, but you look at yesterday and go, okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, Keep yeah. going. Yeah. Look, if he if he tailed off and it was the year, but he had such a good, performance yesterday that you'd feel comfortable about him playing an important role next year
2: Sarah it's been said so many times before but his ability to look like the game is in slow motion around him at a when when everyone else is frantic is just incredible and it was the same yesterday the game was frantic and he just stopped and found space and hit targets
0: so at the final change, it was the Pies 10-15-75, just leading the Lions 11-5-71. And we start the fourth term and there is this massive collision between Charlie Cameron and Jeremy Howe. Well, mm. Charlie Cameron kind of cleans him up. But yep. in the end, it's revealed that Jeremy Howe's got three broken ribs. It's been a, a pretty tough year for him.
2: It has been a tough year. And this was a moment where I think the Pies got it down the field for a kick and it really hurt Jeremy Howe. And I was watching him closely, Sarah. The Medicos came out to him. And he told them to go away. He, I think he knew that if he went off the ground, he wasn't going to come back on. And he stayed on the field. And that just shows the, the toughness that he has at the age of 34 to remain on the ground. Given that, that would really hurt Scotty, wouldn't it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. And it also, if you were to be critical of the Lions... That 50-metre penalty from Charlie, and then I think Barry conceded too. Oh, yeah. And the Berry one led to the steel goal. So you just look at that in a game where field position, is it's always critical, but never more in that game because Collingwood were controlling it to give up 350s throughout the game, 150 metres yeah. of field position really hurt the Lions. In a game of inches and in a game of split-second decisions,
2: that's what yeah. hurt Melbourne against Carlton yeah. as well you know, in a yeah. really tight match. I was also critical. I think Jared Lyons came on too late. I felt Brisbane were fading. I'm not saying it was the difference in the match, no. but I, I would have brought him on at yeah. three-quarter time.
1: Uh, on hindsight, and that's all you've got to go on, yeah. uh, you make a good point because he was really clean, wasn't he? In the, yeah. He had an impact at two or three stoppages, and he led to that last goal with quick hands over the top. Yeah, yeah. which yeah, led to uh, Joe Danaher's goal. It's always a balancing act when when you want to inject that player in, though, isn't it?
0: We learnt early in the week that Billy Frampton would come in for his first ever final. It was an intriguing battle with Harris Andrews, the Brisbane co-captain. I think Harris got on top in the last term. He had some really big moments. What did you make of that battle? Because on the stat sheet, Billy hasn't done all that much, Scotty, but his role was to negate Harris Andrews. Billy's
1: role was a big tick. He did nothing. He didn't have to, but if we look at, he did, <laughs> he did nothing. nothing. He, he literally did nothing. <laughs> you got two touches, and he had, but he had a couple of half chances at the start yeah. I think, of the third quarter, and he just fluffed them. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, sometimes that's because his headspace is not in attacking receive; it's in negating where's Harris. So sometimes you just get caught up in it. But he did an excellent job on Harris Andrews. We saw how impactful Harris has been throughout the finals, particularly against Carlton. They yeah. couldn't get it past him, so that was really strong coaching because what they did they brought in a like for a like but they played the like in such a different way than McStay would have played if he was in the team McStay wasn't playing that role so it was great coaching by McRae and great discipline from Frampton to play that role because you can go in the forward line And so, yeah, I'm playing on Harris-Andrews, but I'm actually going to see if I can kick a goal or two. And when you try and get those goal or two, you allow Harris to lay off and take eight intercept marks. But he stuck to his role incredibly well and made it harder for the Lions because Harris was tied up with him. You're spot on, Sarah. We just saw Harris get going late. And help his team. But overall, Frampton did an excellent job. So
2: the Brisbane Lions are ahead with a few minutes to go in a grand final. And Collingwood change mode, Sarah. And they need a match winner. They need someone to step up.
3: Who steps up? Gets a kick up inside the 50. Majacek in the front. Gardner knocked it away. Nick Dakos, lightning hands. Here's the Nagoey moment. He unloads. Bang! You need your stars. And Collingwood
0: stars just went and wrenched the cup back. Now, this was huge. Like, you mm. cannot overstate how big this was because previously Charlie Cameron, he looked to have secured Brisbane's flag when he snapped that goal. I think there were about four and a half minutes or so of yep. play. And Nick Dacos actually had kind of missed a tackle in that yeah. 450 play. And he said to himself... I've, I've got to get one back for us here and how about it? The next centre bounce, he has this incredible handball over to Jordan Dugowie, Yeah. and the pies are back in front, which would have been so deflating for the Lions who had worked so hard to get their noses in front. Mm. And then Jordan degoey I mean, he didn't have his biggest game by any stretch of the imagination, but he had some big, oh, big moments. That was as it.
1: we said I spoke in my snap about his clutch goal on quarter time. Yeah. it's no more clutch than that. So you can give him two yeah. clutch goals. And if you look at it from a, a list management point of view, Collingwood and centre bounce, how pivotal were – there were so many critical centre bounces that Collingwood won yesterday. Yeah, And Dacos' role, his handball, it's one of the best handballs you'll ever see. <laughs> he was so quick. He got the ball out to Goey into space before he hit the ground. And they identified Tom Mitchell. He played a significant role yesterday, I thought. And I've been critical at different times about the way that he does play. But I thought he was really impactful. And they addressed those centre clearances and clearances in general with him coming into the team. And it took, you know, they franked that decision on the last Saturday in September.
0: And this was a huge moment in the final term. It all revolved around another Pies veteran in steel side bottom.
1: He chips it wide, a
3: mark to side bottom. And he shows some poise. Boy, he 50. got fifty. Oh, wow. He got fifty, Sidi. And this will bring him to fifty-five. Side bottom in game three oh nine from outside the arc. Oh my goodness! He has got it. And the place rocks! One of their all-time greats, Steel Side Bottom,
2: shows nerves of steel. <laughs> David Burton called it well as well. He said it was like a two-iron off the fairway <laughs> in golfing terms. It's just like a little stinger, a Concorde jet. He just got it so crisp and yeah, so clean. That. And that was the moment that he'll be remembered for in this grand final. His, his iconic moment is a goal from 55 when his team needed it most.
1: You know what? On my notes, though, the, when Charlie gave away the 50 it was still side bottom as the winger pushing back ah. and he was clutching the goal square. If you go back, he just took it cleanly. The yes, ball he did. was bobbling around, he got Below it. his knees. Yeah, yep. so that's still side bottom, isn't it? All the things you don't, They don't make the stat sheet or they're not flashy that he does. And that's why that goal was so good because it was clutch and it had a bit of sizzle to it.
0: So that put the Pies 10 points up. Joe Danaher then snapped a goal with 93 seconds left to make it a four-point ball game. Mm. In the end, that was ultimately the result. But it wasn't without the last minute a fair bit of controversy,
2: Tom. Controversy based on an advantage call that was given to the Brisbane Lions in a bid to... Uh, allow them to kick a goal to potentially go two points up. Lockie Neal was legged. Um, the whistle went. Brisbane took the advantage, presumably without hearing the whistle. And they didn't. Yeah, but the, the advantage they, rule is very, very clear.
1: It's a player-driven thing. But they didn't really. To me, they didn't take the advantage because the the ball was so hot that they couldn't actually stop, or they would have got let pole-axed. me ask you this. I
2: think this is might be a controversial view, but the umpire had to give the advantage. No, he did Because if that's marked by a Brisbane player 30 metres out from goal, you can't then
1: bring it back. But the it w- ball goes 30 metres up in the air and 30 metres forward. But before then, they should have pulled it back because when Zach, the ball bobbled over to Zach Bailey, who was surrounded by two. It's yeah. like the, the umpire, to me, the umpire needed to know that there's no advantage here unless yeah. Zach Bailey does something. But it's not...
2: A, so the, the law is wrong. It's not... I, I think football is the only sport
1: in the world where we give, give an advantage after a whistle. So... If that happened 10 times again, how many times do you think the umpire would bring it back on what you have viewed this year?
2: I, I don't. I think they'd rarely bring it back. Really? Yeah. I, I
1: think they always bring it back. Yeah. I've seen umpires watch the play play out and then always that's bring the it back. That's the common sense
2: decision. You're right. Uh, away from the, the laws of the game and the textbook, the they common always sense do the decision common is sense, bring it back. Yeah. The umpire
1: w- gives him a second or two. He goes, no, no, that's that's ridiculous. I'll yeah. bring it back.
2: Yeah. It's a, it, it was a big moment in the game. And I'm not saying it cost Brisbane no, the match. No, neither am I. But I, I, I would like to know the official... Uh, ruling from the AFL, or the people I've spoken to over the last twenty-four hours, just say that it's a player-driven thing, and yeah. that they're, they're going to tick the it. Player off.
1: to me, the players had no opportunity to take the advantage. They just played the ball out yeah, because okay. there's so much happening. The ball's bobbling. If Zach Bailey stands still, he gets polaxed. Yeah, so you've got to play it out with vigor and intensity and see what happens. You can't rely on. And
2: he might not know what the free kicks for in the he first. Has no place. idea. He's yeah. not
1: watching. Yeah, because because the free kick happened. After he got rid of it. So Zach Bailey would be tracking the ball, making space, not watching mm. the legs. The could have been anything, couldn't it? It could have been a throw could, and it's their ball. could have been so holding it, the ball. Yeah, yeah, it could have been a throw, holding the ball, whatever you like. Yeah, yeah. Sarah, your thoughts?
0: Oh, my thoughts are that I don't like talking about umpiring decisions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we've had this incredible mm. grand yeah. final, which was decided by four points. I don't think the umpire is really
1: changing. Oh, no, no, no. I certainly don't think that. But it is a significant decision yeah. that was made.
0: This has been a message from the TAC. Don't use your phone illegally while driving. Mobile phone detection cameras are now operating. A message from the TAC. More to come on this grand final edition of Sunday Crunch Time. The Weekend Wonders are coming back, Mm. Tom.